0: Join me in conversations that will help you get clear on your goals and values and start showing up in your parenting, your relationships, your life with open-hearted authenticity and balance. Let's go. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Laura Farrain, and I'm so excited to have you with us today because today we're going to be talking about beauty inner beauty, finding our inner beauty, and helping our children find beauty within themselves. And I'm so excited to bring in our guest today. Her name is Abby Sprunger, and she's written a beautiful children's book um, that helps us do just that. And Abby, I'm so excited to welcome you to the show. And I just have to say, your book is so beautiful and such a gift to the adults who read it, and to the children. So, Abby, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are,
1: what you do, and the
0: message that you're spreading in the world?
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Laura. Yeah, I did release this children's book back in the fall, so quite recently, and yet I feel as though I've been on this beauty journey. What is beautiful? Who is Abby? Who is Abby's beauty? What is Abby's beauty? So forth. For a number of years, I started wrestling wrestling in my teens with eating disorders, exercise disorders. And so I'd love to unpack that just with you and and your listeners some in the show today, just how our moms affect our journeys with that and so forth. I can look back at these conversations, which are now compiled, you know, tidally in a little children's book, and they really span for a few decades, really, in terms of how I've been interacting with them and learning from them. So I was raised in Atlanta and headed out to grad school for a few years in California and now have been in Savannah for the last bunch of years. Met my husband here, Micah. We run a retreat center called Wesley Gardens Retreat in Savannah. We have three little ones, five, six, and eight the third of whom, her name is Aaliyah. She's adopted from India. We brought her home three years ago. And so that's thrown sort of another slice just of, uh, I wouldn't say complexity, but maybe just added narrative to this conversation of beauty. Very often, I would say most of the time when we're out in public, some comment is made, whether it's about picking out Aaliyah's beauty or just people staring at us. And then our kids have a response of, you know, why are we stared at or Aaliyah starting to even interact with her own questions of, you know, I know I'm part of this family, but do I really belong in this family? And what does it mean to belong in my beauty personally and in a family? So lots of just loaded questions that are tucked into this word beauty and beautiful that I have just, I think with this children's book release become increasingly fascinated by. So that's where The context of most of my days is really a homeschooling mom now with COVID and uh, just doing life as a mom with alongside so many of you. And then I happen to have released this book on beauty. So I look forward to just exploring it some today with you listeners.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that. You know, I think our longest and most deepest and most important relationships that we have in our life is the relationship we have with ourselves and with our bodies. And it's so heavily, especially for girls, it's so heavily informed by the mother's relationship with their own body um, and in the mother-daughter relationship. You know, I have so many memories growing up around The feedback I got from my mother about my appearance. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. So these stories, I think, weave through the generations. My mom grew up as an older sister to a younger sister who was very kind of, you know, just kind of the cultural ideal of beauty, blonde hair blue eyes. And, you know, I think my mom grew up in a time where she her intelligence was what was praised and her appearance, you know, it wasn't either wasn't talked about, or she was given negative feedback about her appearance. And so when she became a mom, she kind of overcompensated with her daughters, lots of compliments to us, lots of just attempting in a beautiful way to build us up and give us, you know, the confidence and the feedback that she didn't get growing up. And as a result, of course, you know, what our parents do with the best of intentions. My mom is a beautiful, wonderful mom. Sometimes they have unintended consequences. And so for me coming up, and especially in my transition to being a mom, my sense of self and worth for a very long time was very rooted in my appearance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then becoming a mom and having my appearance change so drastically left me feeling a bit untethered. You know, is this a common story that you hear from moms or that you share?
1: Well, thank you for being so honest in that. I love hearing snippets of that, Laura, because Yes, to the degree that I would almost say, let's see, how could I say this? I think by observing and noticing aspects of your mom and the way that she not only was parented, but affected by compensating under, over in her mothering of you, just all that work, which can be exhausting and take years and sometimes needs a therapist or just a group of friends. I mean, it's intense work. But I think it's so crucial if we desire to be healthy moms ourselves. And so it's a common story for those of us who've dug into our stories yeah. uh, and into ourselves and our journeys with beauty because no parent is perfect, right? And so even the most well-intentioned, healthy, brilliant, whatever positive adjectives you want to fill in there, they're still not perfect. And so they, it's impossible for them to form us and shape us. As perfect children, oh, or perfect daughters. And, you know, I mean, even that definition right there of what does a perfect daughter even mean? Would, if, if we interviewed each other today, <laughs> you know, all of us would have different answers. And same with beauty. And so I think in that sense, it's just, it's absolutely crucial for us to explore and ask questions. Sometimes you have enough of a relationship with your mom where you can actually interact with these. But I think more times than not, it's work that you'll do on your own with close girlfriends or a therapist. But I can relate a lot with your story. And it was interesting that your mom tended to overcompensate. My mom tended to undercompensate and sort of took what she was raised with having brothers and just not a lot of physical affirmation. And if there was any, it was more of homely words like that. And so sort of her parents saying, I, we prefer to focus on your intellect or your, you know, and so my mom just feeling at a core level that she wasn't a beautiful human. And then I have one sister too, I think sibling order and so many things play into this conversation, which is again, why it's just crucial. I don't say that word lightly, but to, to explore, but just was raised with one other sister and it wasn't until late into our twenties that both my sister and I, I'd been in counseling for eating disorders and just pretty wrecked on this conversation, untethered. I love that word of just what the heck does this mean? And we want to know our beauty, but we have no framework for it from our upbringing. And so that opened a can of conversations between my sister and I and my mom and my mom really having to face a lot of her own work that she hadn't done. And then her just sadly apologizing to us, you know, that that affected so much of her mothering, similar to what you shared. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, a lot of this is dependent upon, you know, your family dynamic and not everyone has a relationship or a mom who cares to do the work, but what we can all do ourselves is dig into our own stories like you referenced, Laura. And so- If there was one encouragement or bit of advice to women, you know, listening today to this conversation, just to, to be gracious with yourself, but to, to know that the work you're doing is not in vain and it it can affect generations to come as you can hear just in our little dialogue of two people and how a mother's role impacts a generation.
0: Okay, so I keep coming back as I'm hearing you talk about, so okay, so how do we find a balance? How do we help our daughters know that we do think that they're beautiful? How do we help them find their own definition of of beauty, both inner and outer beauty? How do we balance kind of reducing focus on appearance mm-hmm. without sending the message that because we're not focusing on appearance, that kind of in our silence, we're saying something with our silence, you know, how do we balance it all?
1: Okay. I love that question. And interestingly, I don't think, okay, so what we say or don't say is going to have a huge influence, but stepping back to that, the conversation we had before about our moms, I think even bigger than what they, I shouldn't say bigger, but more foundational is our perceptions of them growing up. And I think what we don't talk about a lot is that most of communication is body language.
0: Mm. So
1: a two-year-old, a three-year-old, a five-year-old, they are watching you when, particularly daughters here, I don't feel like I have a grasp on the boy side of things so much yet. All those penises and stuff kind of weird me out sometimes. And I just don't <laughs> know what to do with it. But so particularly talking about daughters here and and how our daughters perceive us as moms, but I think they're imbibing so much more. Mm. And that's the first language they learn. Before they can hear and understand a language of what a mom is saying to them in spoken language per se, they're hearing and seeing, they're sensing communication via a mother's body language. And so, you know, you just, you think of a mirror and for me, it's very natural from, and I have a terrible memory, but it's very natural for me to bring up memories of my mom looking in the mirror, getting ready for a date, jingling bracelets, putting on her perfume. Those memories are so clear and vivid to the smell and just watching her interact with her own body, that is the first tool of influence that I think we have got to address mm-hmm. even before we get to the, how do we, when we open our mouths and our kids are say four five, six, 14, 15, 16, before that, even there's this step up, which goes back to what we addressed earlier of, have I done my own work and not like in the past tense, as I just said it, but have I done it? And am I doing it? Because yeah, it's an ongoing it. conversation yeah. That's beauty is not a finish line. That's been such a surprising piece of this book release is that it, it changes just like pregnancy changes our bodies. Beauty shifts through the seasons. And so it's never something that we can check off in the box. It's an ongoing coming back to in various seasons of our mothering even, or, you know, teens, singleness, college years, early marrieds but then through motherhood i think it's something we've constantly got to be coming back to yeah so that yeah. was a long answer of sort of the first part i think of your question and then
0: i just want to pull something out too for our listeners you know this is what you are saying is not unlike all of the ways that we show up in our parenting here at the Balanced Parent Podcast, that when we are looking to make changes in our parenting, the very first place we look is is within so that those changes can be more authentic and taking a look at what are the overt things we're saying, but also what are the like behind the scenes, the read between the lines messages that our kids are getting, you know, these are what you're saying is the exact same thing that we talk about, like that our kids are always, watching if we want them to learn respect we do that by modeling respect to them and so a big step then it seems like what you're saying is learning to kind of heal yourself a little bit kind of working to understand how you relate to your body to your appearance how you define beauty for yourself and having a firmer sense of all of that for yourself allows Mm -hmm. you to show up in a better way for your kids yeah Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And healing is definitely, I think going to be a part of it for most of us going back to that. None of us could be parented perfectly, but I think, you know, depending where you are on that question of what is my beauty, what does it mean for me to be beautiful? And, you know, and maybe for some of you, you hear that and there's there's just a wall up and you can't even go there. Um, And just to say, that's okay. You know, that's where you are today, but I would encourage you to move into that because I, Laura and I talked about this some earlier, I'm coming from a Christian perspective. And so, you know, whatever words are helpful for you to fill in here to, to hear what I'm about to say, but, you know, being made in God's image and believing that there's a stamp of beauty that starts at conception that that can't be rooted out. It can be ignored or denied, but I think that there's something beautiful intrinsically about each and every one of us. That's not about shape or hair color, or, you know, we can talk about those things later. I don't want to neglect those things and act like outer appearance doesn't matter. We all know better than that. And yeah, so that's not what I'm saying, but I am saying that I do believe, and you don't have to believe me today in saying this, but I do believe that there's something beautiful within you. And I personally, and Laura, you can share from your you know, therapist perspective here, but I would say it's crucial to go on that journey yourself and discover the beauty within you mm-hmm. if you hope to pass that on or bridge a conversation with your daughter, because again, You know, you can tell your daughter till she's blue in the face. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. If she knows you don't think that about yourself or not even think it, but know it in your core, if she knows that that's a disconnect that is going to be hit upon at some age or another, it's going to leak out. And this is not to say that you've been a bad parent to this point, or you can't be a, a healthy mom if you don't know your beauty. But the honest interaction, not only with yourself, but given your daughter's age, interacting with her about it, you know, just when you look in the mirror, you don't need to lie and say, you know, like, wow, I'm looking super hot today. If you feel frumpy and PMSing, I'm not saying like lie or fake it, but start to think about your language and how your daughter is looking at you. And you can say out loud to her, wow, I'm really struggling with my beauty today. But deep down somewhere in here, I know there's beauty in me. And so I'm going to do this or that to rediscover it today or work through it. So I think that's an important part of it is at an appropriate age to start to let your daughter in to your journey with beauty, again, helping her to see, wow, mom doesn't have it all together And being a healthy parent or human is not about having it all together and knowing your hot stuff all the time, but it's about a healthy relationship with yourself and your body. And we're wobbly, we're wobbly human beings, right? And that, that I think if I had heard my mom talk about that, I think it would have freed me up more as a daughter, as a growing human being on my wobbly days, you know, of deep down, I know this is true about me, but wow, I'm just not feeling it today. And then we can work on tools of what do I do then, you know, take a walk, journal, call a friend, so forth. But if you don't have that core innate knowledge of knowing your beauty is there in the first place, then it's a bit of a pointless conversation.
0: I love what you're saying. I want to pull out a few things too, that Beauty is inherent just like worth is. I feel like as I was listening to you, I just kept the word worthiness just kept coming up. And so often we hang our worthiness or our beauty on external definitions and external feedback. And one of the biggest messages for me in the work I do with parents is starting to find that your worthiness your beauty is all inherent that you were born with it just like your kids were born with it and nothing you do impacts it in any way right the other thing that was coming up as i was you know as you were talking i was picturing a mother and child interacting and this is one thing that i think that children can absolutely teach us so much and guide us so much in because if if you are around little kids boys and girls they are so open to seeing the beauty in everything Mm. they're so open to it they're so good at finding beauty everywhere Mm. everywhere my kids go to a waldorf school and a big principle in waldorf early childhood pedagogy is that the environments be beautiful because children need beauty as a part of kind of awakening the soul my kids invite me to see beauty everywhere all Mm -hmm. the time and in my own body too so you know there's this beautiful like thing where sometimes in the process of unlearning all the messages that the world has taught us our kids can be incredible guides in that unlearning process because they haven't
1: learned that they shouldn't yet you know I think you're so right. They don't have a value scale for it. I think that's a mistake that we make sometimes of saying kids are colorblind, they don't notice differences, they love everyone. And you know Oh, that's not true <laughs> at all. Right. And I understand the sentiment there, but I think they are just like you said, they're so perceptive about color and difference and you know, noticing this or, but they don't have the value scale to it yet, which is what you just referenced. And so I think you're so right that they can be incredible teachers for us. You know, I was plucking some gray hairs the other day and my eight-year-old was like, mommy, what are you doing? (laughs) You know, I'm like, blushing a little bit, you know, just like, ah, I didn't want her to see me doing this. But Mm. here we are. So telling her, you know, I'm just plucking gray hairs. And she's like, why? Gray's so cool. You know, I'm like, okay, (laughs) you know, different perceptions. You know,
0: I just, I had stories I want to share too, The I have a this gray streak that's starting to come in here yeah. and I love it. I, I'm yeah. very excited to go gray. Um, <laughs> but my daughter, who's also eight, noticed it the other day and she goes, oh, mom, you've got some silver hair there. And my other daughter who's five came up and she goes, oh, your hair looks like Anna's when she gets that streak, you know, from Frozen. And they were just, they were just marveling. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Isn't it beautiful? I love it. <laughs> you know, Which and we just,
1: reminds me too. I mean, we could just go on and on here, but just no matter how we feel about ourselves, our daughters view us as Anna, like yeah. they just think we are the most princess and we're setting their idea of beauty and princess. And so, yeah, there's so much even in that story. I'm so glad. you. Oh, should. I
0: have so many of these. So like, <laughs> m- you know, we always talk about how in our house, my belly is the best drum belly. Like when we do belly, <laughs> My belly, like everybody comes and drums on my belly. I love it. You know, it's so much fun and hard, like hard to like let my kids lead body love in -hmm. that way, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, because there's still layers that are... You can hear me, listeners, getting teary here. There's still layers there. There yeah. are. And there always will be. This is just like balance. This is something that is never done. It's something that we're doing as a process.
1: Thank you for not apologizing oh. for that, you know? and oh, no, not I at all. love seeing you laugh in one sentence and cry in the other. And it's just, I think that's such a picture of beauty because you're right. It is layered and it it shifts on days and seasons and hormones. And, and that's okay.
0: Absolutely, it's okay. And so just one other little wisdom from an eight year old. (laughs) A few days ago, I was I was working out and I was doing this workout video that I didn't want my kids to see because in it, there's body shaming in it from the instructor. And I like the moves in it. I like the way it makes me feel but I really did not want my daughters hearing that message. you know, about about bodies, you know, and so they wanted to come and like, hang out with me while I was working out and I was not going to let them do it. And (laughs) I told them why. And my eight-year-old says, mommy, then you shouldn't be listening Mm -hmm. to that message. And you shouldn't be giving that person your money. (laughs) They're hurting you, you know? Wow.
1: She's so wise. Yeah. Just so perceptive with this stuff. Almost like a no brainer that when you hear
0: it, like if I don't want to subject you to that painful message, like why am I subjecting myself to it? I mean, and of course I am good with my boundaries, like of what I let in, you know, because again that, and that comes from a healing place where I'm actively working on that boundary, you know? So, I mean, like I totally was like, yeah, you're, you know what, you're right. I'm going to go back to this person who I also love to work out with, who is beautifully
1: body compassionate and loving (laughs) and Well, I think something that you mentioned a few minutes ago, too, is so crucial in this. And it it reminds me of a previous question, too, that I got off topic on. But when you were asking about, you know, what do you say to girls, daughters, or, you know, maybe some of you are single or just mentor girls, that it's not necessarily a a biological daughter, but just younger girls in your life. How do we affirm them without overly doing thing? And I think, you know... The worth conversation is massive there. And so, and I think for me, when I'm thinking about how to affirm a hairstylist, you look really cute today. I think we overuse the word beautiful. And, and you'll hear this if you start listening to girlfriends talking to each other. A lot of times, you know, when you just go into a group, which again, COVID has made this a little different, but picture yeah. your imaginations, how it once was in life. When you go into a gathering and a friend just says, oh, you look so beautiful but versus, not that that's wrong, there's nothing wrong per se with it, but what if we started to elaborate on that and say, you look really rested today, or it just seems like your, your heart is well today, or something's different about you, versus always clumping it into this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So I think um, that could be of a help, even with our daughters, is starting to reflect things to them, even about their appearance. But just using a broader language than always beauty. So if you mean that they, they've gotten a lot taller and they're looking so, you know, whatever, but just, I think just expanding our vocabulary so that we don't avoid acknowledging and, and affirming external beauties, you know, humans are beautiful people and, and we're unique in our design and, that's not to be ignored. We we weren't created, we were created equally in, in value and worth, but not in how we look. And so I think we just need to get a bit more creative with how we affirm one another and our daughters and just not let beautiful be such a like save that for really, you know, there's certainly times for it. You look absolutely beautiful today, but save that, you know, for really special times when you mean it with everything. In you so that because I, I just feel like it's it's gotten a bit trampled on so much so that we don't even know necessarily what it means anymore.
0: Absolutely, and I think there's something too to be said for being specific, for inviting self-reflection too. If we are going to be praising or reflecting on kind of what we what we're seeing, reflecting on effort or creativity some other piece of it like oh wow you chose these clothes and they go so well together that color palette really suits you you know I mean or like gosh I would never have thought to put that together you know my daughter loves to play with my oldest likes to play with makeup and she always puts this like shimmery shadow down her like you know like where her like Like her (laughs) under eye areas and she's like she does it on purpose because she thinks she looks like a butterfly when she does that you know and like I just like oh I see you've got your butterfly eyeshadow on today you know like it's just you know like I mean I think you're so right that prey is as much more effective when it's specific and when it's focused on their efforts and on the aspects of themselves that are also beautiful. Like mm-hmm. their creativity is mm-hmm. also beautiful. Their curiosity, sense, their, curiosity play. their play, yeah. like those are also beautiful. And so kind of even diversifying our definition and of what, like, mm-hmm. yeah, being thoughtful of how we use the word beautiful, but also mm-hmm. like diversifying when and where we use it to describe mm-hmm. what, you know.
1: And And with that, you know, And it goes with the self-work on this too, but asking ourselves, what about this daughter is uniquely beautiful to me and reflecting that to her, you know, and then the harder, maybe more vulnerable question of what, what is uniquely beautiful about me. And if you want to share that with a spouse or a friend or just with a journal, you know, again, we're not trying to push you off a bridge here to these hard conversations because they are hard work, but they're just so worth it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> they are. They are so worth it. You. I mean, again, kind of like just as we wrap up, coming back to that sense of like the relationship you have with yourself is the one constant in your life. Yeah. It's so important to work on it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and that's the grunt of, so the children's book is called What is Beautiful. And that's when I wrote that that word down on a sheet of paper the semantics spell out be you to the full be you full you know and so it's like wow how have we missed this but so much of beauty is simply learning to be ourselves to the full and that's a stunning thought yeah
0: oh thank you so much abby for sharing that and sharing your thoughts on beauty, and how we can support ourselves to redefine and claim our beauty, and also help our kids find that too for themselves. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you.